Here I am, Coco, an old friend, here with members from the Coco Collective community. Each week, we inspire you to get back on to Blueprint through our experiences and journey living from a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is your vibrational experience. Well, it's morning here, really early for recording. In Scott's mind, this wouldn't be early. It's 8.30 a.m. And I thought we would kind of have coffees with uh, Coco and Scott as we were kind of sitting here having our morning coffee. Scott makes me a coffee on, what is that? Uh, Chemex. A Chemex. So every morning I have my drip coffee and, is it drip? It's drip. It's drip. Okay. <laughs> and we were sitting out here and I was just kind of giving him an overview on, you know, these pulse waves and what I'm seeing in the community and in sessions and all the downloads that I was kind of getting. And I said to him, Scott, I'm like, these, this, these pulse waves as a whole, but this awareness pulse wave, as I've been prepping everybody for quite some time is hitting and it's hitting hard. And one of the things that I'm seeing in, um, throughout cross the board with everyone is just this deep, 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 how, 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 how the spinning, the ego, the carrots, the distractions, People are just looking all over the place, kind of flailing, kind of, you know, wanting to give up, just feeling so overwhelmed, can't quite figure out how to make things click, you know, am I doing it, am I not doing just all the things. So as two people who have walked this and have walked it hard, I thought that we would kind of just have coffee with you and talk about our journey and use our experiences to help mentor and support you guys through these pulse waves and moving forward. So the theme of this is a change in frequency. And let me tell you, Scott and I could not fully grasp that ourselves when we were at what I would label a lower frequency. But I think we really should just kind of roll back to, you know, Scott, the summer of 2018, when I um, was really starting to go through it and we were sitting out on the deck, it would be three years ago, like actually in this last week when I got that massive download that we have been kind of chasing and working on, on birthing out. And that was also the summer that the hate group came on and that low, low frequency of hustle, of strife, of, you know, we got to cling, we got to hold to everything that we had in 3D. And that summer was really where I know a lot of you guys are right now. And that was the summer when we were like, who are we without X, Y, and Z? And you can look at your life and be like, okay, that's my relationship. That's my jobs. Maybe that's my friends. You know, even your freaking family, for God's sakes. It's all these things that we're clinging to and we know that they just don't fit anymore. We know that they are making us sick. They know that it's causing pain. We're seeing that awareness in our face and we just don't know what to do. So speaking from experience, we clung, didn't we? Um, yeah, I'd say we clung. We <laughs> Big clung. time. And there's probably still a few things left that we are kind of clinging to that we're slowly removing from our, our life and our path. But yeah, it's, it's an, it's an evolution of, of the soul, really, from the time you kind of start awakening, as you start to notice and experience things. And I think the experiencing thing is really the important phrase in that sentence, because you have to experience some things in order to figure it out. Yeah. That's, that's the science experiment <laughs> that we've talked about, or I've talked about in other podcasts, is let's say you get invited for lunch with... Um, let's make up a name here. Nancy. Nancy. My favorite name. You get, you get invited for lunch with Nancy and you go for lunch with Nancy. And as you're sitting there having lunch with Nancy, you are being the witnesser at lunch. 
you're listening to what she's saying, you're listening to what she's talking about, how she's talking about things, and you're paying attention to how that is making you feel. Yeah, and what what would you say to people? Because I know for going back to 2018, and you would have told me to go out for lunch with someone, I wouldn't have recognized that because I was in such a lower frequency. So that's where we're kind of starting, Scott, is in that how, lower how, frequency. How would you if, feel? Um, when I was reading the hate group stuff, when I was you know still answering messages and emails and having conversations and picking up the phone all that summer and all that year from people, you could have said that. That to me, but I wouldn't have fully recognized it because I was going through it so much clinging to everything externally that I would give you the excuses that I could still talk to that person or it wasn't X, Y, and Z bad or it wasn't all that. So I would say that you have to go through that experience first. And you, foremost. Ha- you have, to, you go have through, to go through You that. have to go through that experience and have those conversations as someone I mean, I brought the awareness to you with those things. And then what happened was I never really, I never forced it on you. Well, I know with a lot of friendships you had from your past, you yeah. talked to them well past the date yeah, where I would have. date, yeah. Where I would have. Yeah. But that was part of your journey in order to see that and really feel it. Mm-hmm. So you did drag it out for much longer than you did realize. But I... I had to, right? And what I'm coming with is that's what you guys need to understand is I know um, Scott and I are are one percenters in the, in the sense that we are the mentors and we never really had the mentors. So we had no mentors. It was us. It was me specifically birthing it out for me. And then I would go tell Scott the information and then he would mentor me or Scott would see it from a higher perspective when I was in it to help mentor me. So if you're in it in that kind of period that I was in it and we were in it in 2018, you, that's why having mentors and that's why having people who can point it out to you really help you get out of like that stick in the mud. But someone like me, if we look at what I was clinging to, what we were clinging to back then, it was like, yeah, Scott would point it out to me and then I'd be a victim to it. And then I would sit in it and I would feel it and I would go over and over and over again until the point that he's like yelling at me being like we talk about the same person the same thing over and over and over again because I had to get myself so close to you know the ledge so that I never ever want it to that I never want to feel it again and I wanted to do something about it so that's where a lot of you guys are this month is you are have your hand on that stove you're touching that stove you're talking to the same people you're doing the same stuff you know you're in that victim consciousness perhaps perhaps not all of you but a large portion are and I want to say with a compassionate moment that it's not an excuse but you have to touch it you have to do it so that you actually get so sick and tired of your own fucking shit that you're willing to do something about it. But you have to be actually willing to look at it for what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a distraction. Mm -hmm. Even when you were going through it, talking to to that person was a distraction. It was partners in pain. But that's at the stage that you were in those moments. Mm -hmm. So So that could be exactly where everyone is in those moments and they have to realize that, but they have to start, keep moving forward and move past those moments. Yes. And you have to realize that in order to even change in frequency, you have to move up in frequency. So if we put me as an example and Scott in 2018, we're at the bottom of like a Dairy Queen cake, which Scott hates the ice cream cakes. We're at the cookie crumble. Okay, we're at that low frequency. We can hardly keep ourselves together. The cookie crumble is constantly falling apart. It, you know, if we're left out on the counter too long, we're the foundation of us is just not good because our wounds and our ego were feeding everything. And then we move into say our timeline of 2019, and that comes into you know being on the absolute fucking ledge literally clinging, doing everything we can to hold on to the external because we're looking out to the external to define who we are. So it's that death. It's that I can't do this anymore. I am fucking just feeling like a shell and looking out externally to try and define who we are and being like, we don't even know. We don't even know. But that pull inside of us was stronger than the external pull to stay the same. 
So we blew up our entire life. And then it was like sitting with ourselves for those, you know, for me specifically, those 10 months. But I really want to talk about this journey of me sitting with myself with a partner, because I know that that is going on a lot right now with people and they're so overwhelmed by it. They're thinking, keyword thinking, that they got to blow up their entire life or this or that isn't going to come with them. And they're part, this is a whole big thing. So I'm just going to break this down. So when I blew up the, the companies, when I blew up um, our life, essentially, we did it together. <sighs> I was not in a good state. Um, Knowing plant consumption now, I definitely had a plant for two years at least. And, you know, we would sit there, Scott and I both had worked for our companies, but, you know, after a month or so, we needed to figure out the how. So our frequency, you guys, was so low and it was sitting like crumbled. Now we have that Dairy Queen ice cream cake crumbled on the ground, okay? Our foundation is so rocky. So at that point, it was the discussions of like, what are we going to do? I inherently could not go out into 3D and get a job. I was a mess. I was coming off 10 years. I needed to sit with myself. I knew I was a living portal. And all we could do was make choices that came from our soul, from feeling versus fear. So I always say this, we have never made one choice since February 20th of 2019 from fear. So what changed and how we started to raise our frequency was making those choices from feeling and pure intent versus fear and ego. And that quote unquote is how we got to right now in this moment of 2021 talking to you guys. And I want to emphasize because It was low, low, low. Like I would have had a heartbeat on my fucking vagina, you guys. Like I was low. Scott was low. We were exhausted. You know, our kids were just next level going through stuff as well with their own journeys. And Scott and I had made the decision that the priority that we really, really felt was our health. Well, That was number one. Well, at the end of the day, all you have is this meat suit. Yeah that you're currently occupying. That's it. I mean, people move all the time. Mm-hmm. People switch houses all the time. Like, like things happen. It's like, heaven forbid, your house burns down. But all you have is the body that you're living in. So what type of shape do you want your body to be in? This is kind of where you have to like look a little bit into the future yeah, and, and start making those choices and living, now. And living up as that. So in that moment, when we were that low frequency, when we couldn't figure out which way was up, the only thing that we knew is that we couldn't keep living this way. We felt like shit, you know, all the things. And so what could we do to support that to start building up our foundation again? It wasn't even like Scott said, you know, moving to a different place or anything. It was like he had said to me in so many of my nervous breakdowns and so many of my tears, he's like, I wouldn't want to do this with anyone else but you. You know, it was that team. It was that together. It was that whole thing that we were choosing us. So what we had done is it started as I started going to spin class and paying $150 a month for that. And that fucking was unreal. You guys, my lack layer to face that $150 when I couldn't even put you know, food on the table. I literally thought that if I spent $150 a month on spin, that we were going to be homeless. And then it moved up to, um, I moved to Scott's gym. And then all of a sudden that's $400 a month that we had to pay. And, you know, when we talk about like sessions with us and stuff, I'm like, I know the journey you guys. And that is the investment of oneself to move up in frequency. And you work through those layers of the cake. So here we were all of 2019 making health a priority. And I'm not talking about like getting all the supplements, doing all the things. We're talking the bare fucking minimums, like bare, like go to the gym. And, you know, when we buy our groceries, you know, really curate the quality of food that we could fit into the quote unquote budget. And that was, that was as basic as it was. And that's it. So there was like no supplements. No, there was like. I mean, organic food is healthy. It wasn't an option. But it wasn't an option no. because it, was, it, it cost too much. Yeah. So it was what do we have and what choices can we buy? How am I wording that? I feel like I'm getting confused here. How much do we have and what's the best we can do with what we've got? Exactly. That's the choice that we constantly made. 
And what, and honestly, everything else fell away. So Scott went out and got a job and that job was low vibration. It was fucking brutal. I'm not going to lie. My self-worth wound, my rejection wound on mail every day when I drove him, it, it, it tortured me because I was like, holy fuck, you know, 10 years of building these beautiful companies. And now he's at a fucking recycling bin, like not dissing the recycling bin, but yeah, let's call it what it was. It was such a low frequency. So we really, really focused on the two high vibe things, the higher frequency things that we could. And that was pulling ourselves out of that bottom of that Dairy Queen cake and really, really, really focusing on those two things that were quote unquote from the future. Okay. Unknowing to us, it, it was the decision that pulled us and we literally bought no new clothes. I didn't get my hair done for a year, you know, all the things. And that was the sacrifice and the death of the human to rise into the light. And that's, was it easy? No, it was fucking brutal. And I had to sit with myself. Scott had to sit with himself. Everybody left our life. Everybody. Now we are a 1% journey. We understand that, but that for purpose, because you can pick things out of our story that resonate with you. It was like, you know, everybody loved us when the fucking limo was cruising down the street and the champagne was popping and we had multi-million dollar companies. But when all of a sudden we blew that up, Scott and I sat that entire year by ourselves. Nobody reached out. Nobody talked to us. Nobody checked on us. And our eyes became wide open. And it was the greatest gift that was ever given to us because it allowed us to heal and really, really continue to make those choices from feeling versus fear. We, we really, really eliminated the distractions because we saw them for what they were. And was it easy? No. Like I got off of social media. I didn't fucking look at anything. I didn't talk to anybody and people quote unquote, don't want to do that because They're so addicted to all the egoic consumption and to all the carrots. Do you need to do it that extreme? No, it's step by step by step. We had to do it that extreme because we're here to birth out and be the mentors for you. But what you need to understand is how we changed our frequency was feeling those layers that presented themselves to all of a sudden rebuild that foundation. So I know that summer, even when Scott was at that job, You made choices every single day at that job to change your frequency. And you would always say, I'm at this job because it's with purpose. I'm here with a different intent. Whereas I would spin all the time being like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, you're at this job. Like, how is this changing anything? Like, we're stepping backwards. Oh my God. Like, all those conversations, remember? Well, maybe we should step back and try and make this into more of like like an informal session where I can talk about really what I went through more or less from a observatory point of view. So once we had like blown up the company mm-hmm. um, and there was nothing nothing left and there was no money and we're trying to figure out how how to stay, I can remember having this conversation on the on the rig floor with guys when I was working the oil patch. And this stands out to me because it's like, what would you do if the oil patch shut down tomorrow and there's no more work? How would you support your family? A lot of guys would be like, well, well, I don't know. I'd be like, I'll go work at McDonald's. Whatever I needed to do to support my family. Like I would go from making, we'll say, I think I was making about 100K a year to 30,000, I think is what you make at McDonald's just to support my family. That was a decision that I was a hundred percent comfortable with because if that's the least I could do, then that was be what I could do. So when the company really blew up, yeah, I sent out probably 50 resumes and maybe my resume sucked ass, (laughs) but I heard back from one. That was the recycling job. And I remember going there and having a conversation with my boss at the time and being like, okay, this isn't great, but it's a job. It's going to help us get through. It's going to help us heal. It's going to, it's going to help. That was the intent. It's going to help. It's going to help us get by for now. Yeah. Stabilize. It's going to help us stabilize. And that's what I needed to do. So essentially for a year, the year that I worked there, 
I worked like I always worked. I didn't have an option. There was no like, well, you know, I'm not being paid the same amount, so I'm not going to work the same amount. This is just who I am. This is how I work. So yeah, she would drop me off every single day. I'd be like, you know what? This is fine. I'm here to support you in your journey. So that way you can heal and we can move forward. Right? Because I knew that something great was going to birth out of her and we were going to have this like the next great big thing. I just needed to kind of just like wait to give her time so she could heal. And the best thing I could do is, and the only thing I really knew how to do is I could put my body on the line and I could work. So that's what I did for, for the year. And even early on, I knew there was a time, I remember thinking to myself, there's going to be a time and I'll know it exactly when it's time for me to leave. And I fought it probably a lot longer towards the end than I, I should have because I was nervous. And there was even times when I would like kind of test the waters with her and be like, you know what, like I quit today. And I'd be high <laughs> Oh my God. She'd yeah. be like, what? Oh my God. How are we going to get by? Freaking out and be like, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't trust myself enough. We didn't trust ourselves yeah. to go through with it. So I would just be like, no, like I'm still working. Obviously, like it's not time yet. And then your body started breaking And then I, my body really did start to react because she had moved into, Coco had moved into a place where she was better. Yeah. And I think instinctively, I knew that. Yeah. And I still fought it for a bit. And then when I did decide to finally tell her, like, it wasn't even me, actually. She came to yeah. me and said, it's, it's, time. T- it's time for you to go. And I said, okay, well, we'll see. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't quite ready to move on to the next big thing yet, which is perfectly okay. But well, you had- we had, I had allowed her the permission or given her the time to heal. And then she noticed that it was time to switch because we were working as that team when we were very aware, especially in the conversations that we were having. So when she told me it was time and when we, I actually went up to the, to my boss and said, that's it, I'm done, I'm quitting. There was no panic. Mm-hmm. There was no stress. It was actually like an op- it was easy because it was like we just removed the barricade that was before us that we knew was there. That's kind of like taking the time to do the work and allowing things to happen and going by feeling. Because you did do the work when you were there for that year too. Like Scott, you you glaze over it, but that's what people don't understand either is when we're in the meantime, aka we're out in the world doing those 3D jobs while we're doing this work, you're, you need to understand everybody, and this is a quote that I'm going to post today, is the work is not outside of you, you are the work. Yes. So Scott was the work at that job, and as low a vibration as it was, you grew so much as a human being there because you realized what fed your ego. You realized where you were dimming your light. You realized all the things... Um, that you hadn't saw before when it was just you and I in the hustle of our companies. And now when he almost had to, you know, surrender to that lower frequency and really look at himself, he was able to go in there every day and witness himself and see the contrast. And I remember the guides had downloaded such a beautiful piece back then. And they were like, it was a, it was at one of Nights with Coco letters to you. And they were saying how, you know, you're going to see the 3D because this is the last time that you will ever be in the 3D. So you had to almost go back and have like a timeline loop for that year to go and see how the world lives because you had been out of it for so long. Well, that's what happens when you, <clears throat> excuse me, when you work for your own business, you, you treat it differently. And I was able to go back and work for someone else. And I wasn't involved. I wasn't committed, you know. You were just there. I was just there. So of course my... I mean, my work was still exemplary, but in my head, I knew I wasn't giving like a hundred percent. Like I was well above what everyone else was doing, but even then I wasn't giving a hundred percent for myself because I wasn't, I had no skin in the game. So while I was working, I was definitely able to reflect upon things. I know there was lots of really great insight that came out of it. Like for instance, I am the, uh, or generally the, the sphere of influence in the room that I am in. Really? 
Really? Shocker. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> that when I am in a good, I, I can, can control or manipulate the frequency of yeah. the people around me. Yeah. If I'm in a great mood, I can put other people in a great mood, even if they're in a bad mood. Yeah. But if I'm in a, if I'm in a bad mood, then I can bring down the whole entire building. Yes. Ask Alexia, Carly, and I about Scott when he's in plant. Not good. (laughs) Right? So it took me a long time to figure that out. And then just watching people. And it's like, when we talk about like, why are you giving so much for a job that literally will replace you the next week? That's it as well. I had to really experience that. Yeah. You had to turn on a lot of lights and a lower frequency while you were working on maintaining your frequency. And I feel like a lot of people need to hear that because everybody gets so panicky about doing this work and then going out into 3D and getting a job that supports the work. Okay, really take that in. Scott went out and got that lower frequency job and it wasn't a step back. That's what you guys need to understand. It's the intent and it's the purpose to support the rise because sometimes, you know, we still need that support and you know, you don't maybe have the option that I had where, you know, I didn't have to go out and I had that team member that helped me do it. But what's also tricky and what's coming to me is a lot of you guys also use that as a fucking excuse. Cause I've heard it where people are also like, my time will come, my time will come and their time never fucking comes. And they just get so distracted and they stay out there forever. So that's something to be mindful of, but I want to make it really clear. Okay. In this pulse wave, in this year and in this journey and in this birthing out is when you go out to do what Scott just shared, it's all about the fucking intent. And it's all about, are you choosing that out of fear or are you choosing it out of intent? And I can sit here right now, like looking back and going into that timeline and I'm getting very emotional about it. Even thinking back to it is we did it 100% from intent. It was there to stabilize that, that dairy queen cake. Now ask yourself, the people that are listening, are you going out to get a job out of fear, out of funds? It would always be out of funds. You know, I need to provide if you're like changing the energy around it and being like, I know this isn't forever. I'm going to go out there and provide so I can focus on my healing. If all you're doing is getting a job in 3d to support your birth, then that is a hell yes you guys but it's so but there's so many things you can learn in the exactly, 3d exactly and that's what i think people especially from these eyes even and, if you're at a low even if you're only woke and not awakened you still see it from you know 20 20 stairwells higher than normal yeah and, right? you, and you're aware of it because you're having that conversation with yourself or maybe even you're even sharing it with partners in pain yeah like we talked about with Megan here the other day, uh, there's just things that she just doesn't know. Yeah. But she's working on it. And one of the things that we really came up with is... Touching the stove. Touching the stove. She's so afraid to go out and experience the world because she's not sure what the intent is. But if you don't go out and experience the world, you're never going to figure out what that intent is. Mm -hmm. Because when you go out, you have to go out with a conscious awareness. Yeah. So that way when you're in those situations, you can figure out, okay, going out with dinner with Nancy, I thought it was a hell yeah, but it's really a hell no. Yeah, because you thought, you didn't feel. That's the yeah. difference. I mean, if, and especially if you're not sure about feeling it yet, mm-hmm. when you're sitting out there having lunch with Nancy and you hear her just talking about 3D things, you hear her talking about people. It's like you almost pull back and become a witness. You have to be like, okay, no more going out for lunch with Nancy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how far I've come or I didn't realize that this doesn't resonate anymore. And I did a post about that last night and I'm like, you have to put your hand on the stove and realize that it's hot and realize that it's not the stove heat that changed, you changed. But you also can't just keep touching the stove exactly. over and over and over again because that's a distraction. And, and like, say, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I realized going out for lunch with Nancy, Emily, Pauline and all that stuff is bad, but I'm going to keep doing it because, you know, or a big conversation I've been having in sessions is like, um, this community, we're full of a whole bunch of weed smokers (laughs) and again, not judging, don't care, but it's fucking clogging you guys up because new earth, if you're in, you know, cocoa solar system, we're new earth here, you guys. And it doesn't, you're, you're using it for the wrong intent. 
because honestly, you just don't even care because you don't need to when you're living from a higher frequency. And so that's been a regular conversation with a lot of people and everybody just keeps saying, well, I know, I know, I know. Okay, let's do something different about it, right? And that goes back to me and Scott using our journey as an example is every single time there was something in our face that was of that lower frequency or didn't serve us anymore, we would reevaluate it or look at it from where we were standing then and have that feeling of, is this a hell yes or a hell no? Including people who maybe wanted to come stay with us or people who would ask us to go visit or do stuff. We didn't do anything. We would make decisions being like, we're not going back to Saskatchewan because we're not ready to go back to Saskatchewan. We're not strong enough to be the witnesser of that and not be pinged from our wounds and react. So we stayed away. And that was the hard work. And that is the hard work. And so many people want to skip all this and have the but, 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 buts to that. So it's like, yeah, you do need to go back into 3D. You do need to go and experience those things. But you also have to realize that it, you are the work. Your life is the work. So there's a fine line between it because if you're constantly going back, well, it's fucking summer, it's camping season, I'm meeting up with all the old friends, I'm doing all that, that's you grasping from ego because it's what you've always done. Well, we've always gone camping, Scott, so we got to go do it, you know? Well, it's you're going back to clown college, you're getting distracted by all the shiny lights. Exactly. The shiny lights and the noise and the, and the games and the fair. That's what it is. And you're using that as an excuse to keep staying there. Yeah, and... And, and another thing that me and Scott really did, so moving all through uh, tw- uh, 2019 and then into 2020, especially la- tw- end of 2019 into 2020 is we got off the game board. And getting off the game board means that you get out of clown college and you now are moving up on that ladder that we've talked about on the podcast before and you become the witnesses of your life and you go down to clown college to engage. But in order to get off the game board, you are going to be presented with a lot of tests and a lot of choices. And we talk about this lots within the team, because I know, for example, say Alexia, who's come up, you know, being mentored by me and Scott and, you know, moved into team Coco, people look at her and think that like, it's, it's unattainable that she did something so different than what you guys can do, or that me and Scott did something so different than what you guys are do. And even Carly, But here's the thing, we didn't and we're not. We're making choices every single day from a feeling instead of fear, okay? And we make wrong choices sometimes. I wouldn't say wrong. I would say that we make choices that um, at the level of consciousness that we were at then is what we made. Yeah. Right? Because our our frequency has changed so much. But essentially, I'm going to say wrong in a sense that we learned something from it. Exactly. It was a mistake that we learned something from and that we move forward from. We can go back to like when you were, before you started like really eliminating people, you knew it was a mistake to keep engaging in them, Yeah. but you went, kept going back until you were ready to quit. And feeling it. I had to feel it a, a million different angles because I was also addicted to the pain and also addicted to, yeah, I was addicted to the pain. Like that gave me a fucking high. And when I really realized that I was addicted to the pain, I was like, what the fuck am I even doing? And that's what feeds your wounds and that's what feeds your ego. So you guys need to understand that someone like me and Scott were two different beings in our ascension, whereas I need to feel it two ways to Tuesday. And Scott's like, I'm fucking done. That's it. Cold turkey. Whereas like I go back into those timelines and feel every fucking ounce of it to never go back there again. So it's very much I touch the stove a lot more than Scott does. Scott touches it once and then that's it. He doesn't touch it again. Whereas me, I have the blisters on the palm of my hand. Is one writer or wrong? No, it's just the journey and the evolution of our soul that it's, it's, that's the way it goes. So I really, and with right or wrong and touching the stove and not touching the stove, maybe that analogy doesn't even work for you. Yeah. Maybe it's very, it's very specific because it's, we're using it kind of like in a general sense, but for you, it doesn't, doesn't work. Part of the journey is also realizing that not everyone is going to have the exact same journey as you. Yeah, that's a big thing. Your journey is unique to you. The imagery, the language, Mm -hmm. the stuff that comes up is going to be unique to you. Stop comparing. Stop comparing it. We definitely try to talk about things in a very broad sense, but they're very specific to us. Because there's always this overarching um, 
ascension energy that everybody goes through the same similarities they do truly it exists but then it's like scott and i use our lives the team uses our lives as teaching tools and examples because you can always pick something out of us that resonates to you right but it doesn't mean that just because scott and i went through such an extreme blow up and journey from 3d to 5d and living out of our soul that that means that that's how your life is going to be and that's where the spin goes for everybody but it is really black and white in the sense that nothing from the old does come with you it doesn't come with you but it changes and that's where you need to wrap your mind around and feel into is nothing from the old comes but the intent of it changes so when I say that it goes back to the whole conversation of getting off the game board okay so you still have your car you still have your car insurance you know you still have all the stuff within the game you're just not controlled by it you don't need to have you know the security that 3d per uh, the illusion that 3d provides to keep you secure because you are that inside and trust me that is a huge fucking concept that we could even grasp three years ago when I got a huge download of you know what we're birthing out and me and Scott we've talked about this so much I would be like this is fucked like how are we supposed to live like we have 70 million dollars when we have nothing and you know we used to always talk about it we'll be able to reflect on this and understand it when we were in it we used to talk about this all the time and here we are because now we get it well, and the, we had to make the choices to activate the codes with inside of us to change our frequency and rise up. And that came by that 1% choice every single day. Every single day, you guys. The work wasn't outside of us. We are the work. So every single day, we made those choices to change our frequency and we got off the game board. And the game board, everyone, is fear. Yes. So when 100%. we say, when we say game board, it's that matrix. It's, it's, 3D. it's, it's that physical representation of an idea, but really it's fear. Yeah. What are you afraid of? You're afraid of living. You're afraid of like being truly who you are. And fear is what keeps you in there. Fear yeah. of like having bad credit. Fear of not paying a bill. Fear, fear of the be- government knocking on your door saying you owe taxes. Fear of being homeless. Fear yeah. of being alone. Yep. Yeah. That's fear what he- of what people are going to say t- about you. You know, the fear of losing everything. But what are you losing? You're losing externally, not internally. Because at the end of the day, when you heal yourself, when you birth out what's inside of you, when you say yes to you, you're the freest fucking person alive. Scott and I had this conversation the other day because we were looking at someone else in um, this kind of realm who has amazing information for 5D and 12D, like amazing information, but she fucking sells. She's selling like left and right all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like to Scott, I'm like, she isn't fucking birthing out currency like we're doing it. She isn't fucking, you know, going to her bank and her planet and birthing it out. And Scott goes, do you think she's free? Do you think she's free, Coco? And I was like, I took a moment And I was like, wow, no, she's not because she's selling based on these sale targets that she has to hit every single month, saying that she's making it a non-negotiable to hit $50,000 a month, to hit $50,000 a month. But she's not fucking free because as soon as she gets to 40 and there's a week left, she sells, she sells, she sells. When you live from your soul, you just are. Your bank exists inside of you, but you can't even think about that or feel that until you change your fucking frequency. And that's like a whole thing that we're going to be birthing out and helping everybody remember. But you become so free, the freest person alive, when you no longer living from fear and living on that game board of I have to, because you just are. And that takes those choices every single day. And Scott, you have something that you wanted to read or? Um, Just a little bit. Yeah. So we're not asking you to run into a burning building or disarm an armed assailant. We're asking you to ride a bike, learn to swim, skydive, travel, do that one thing that always wanted to do, but held yourself back from doing. Find a job that you love. Find a partner who you love. Forgive yourself heal yourself, be happy. We all want it. All, we want it all to be black and white, but consciousness exists in the gray. 
And as people like, well, yeah, and you can't, that's a little bit tricky at times it too, is, is you but can't the, go put a rhinestone on a turd and be like, oh, I'm skydiving. I'm choosing to travel. I'm, you know, I moved out here. So now I'm biking 24 seven. I'm eating these foods. So I'm fucking doing it. No, those are external things. Those can be a distraction, yeah, exactly. but you have to watch your intent Yeah. as someone who could distract themselves by going out and biking like hundreds of kilometers a week. Yeah. What's well, my intent? Well, I, previously to distract. I mean, sure. I've sat here for the last week and I've watched things kind of pile up around the house and around the yard and things not get done. And even I didn't even walk Ren for the longest time. Well, but what I noticed out of all that is one, no one else was doing it. So it was just kind of piling up. Two is that I have the time to still do the work. It doesn't matter if it's not everything is 100% perfectly groomed and done all the time. If it sat there for a bit, it was okay. Because I still have to find time to do the work where before I was, was ma- I was making excuses as to why I wasn't like doing posts or writing articles for the magazine and things like that because while well, I'm tired or I'm just resting now because I was so busy worrying about everything else. Yeah, and it's a distraction. And it is a distraction. Those things still need to be done, but maybe it just needs to be done to a lesser extent so I can still do the work so I can still choose me to still keep moving forward. And so one of the big things I just want to talk about is like getting off the game board again and getting off the game board. You guys is really facing the fears and really doing the opposite of honestly what the status quo is doing. And all those people that are, you know, what I would call like the herd mentality, the, you know, group think the consciousness if you're doing everything because everybody else wants you to, and everybody else is telling you to, you know, you're not flipping, you're not changing your frequency. You're still in that herd mentality. You're still in that group think of, of, of 3d consciousness. So it's like getting off the game board is you make choices that feel from the inside. Um, fucking scary to be honest, like really, really, really scary. And it, it, it it rattles you, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, I have to go pay for my plates in full, or I have to pay my bills in full, or, you know, that that's very much what it was for us. We had to drive without car plates, that story that will be in the book and that we used at Nights of Coco for so long, you know, for eight, six weeks and like shit our pants every single day that the cop was going to pull us over because we didn't have valid plates. We had to face all those illusions and all those fears and walk through it. And every single time you would get an up level. Here's the thing to change your frequency, to move up in frequency, you have to face those tests. They repeat themselves over and over and over again. And sometimes those tests are fucking stacked. And you and I went through those tests so much and we would be so frustrated and be like, how much more can we take? Like, this is ridiculous because we weren't passing them we were still being the victim to them so we had to keep going through those tests like they're showing it to me it's like the right the runner with the hurdles you know you had to pass it without that hurdle falling over or being moved and as soon as you did then they started to go away and you would change in frequency this is part of the game people don't want to do this type of work because they want it to be fucking easy it's not fucking easy but it's worth it it's unreal the freedom the bliss the the way that you feel is so unreal compared to that that uneasy dairy queen cake at the bottom it just changes when you every single day are the work and you don't explain and justify why you're living the way that you're living because even us our house and everything to the outside it looks like we're like nobody can conceptualize it from thinking but that's because we've made all of these small decisions every single day and continue to to go over those hurdles and now we're just in this state of a being and we're constantly moving up in consciousness because we're aware of the tests before the tests even present themselves. But before we were in it every single day, having to go through those tests until we have our pop through. And that's where so many of you guys are right now this month is you're being presented with these tests over and over and over and the awareness of you the awareness of what's in front of you. So instead of being this victim to it, you have to jump over this constantly and change your intent and change everything and stop trying to fucking define everything. Feel into it being like, okay, this is happening again. I got myself here again. Why? 
Why? Because it's a fucking test. I'm raising in frequency on that Dairy Queen cake. I'm moving out of the game. I'm moving out of the game. I'm moving out of the game. And you have to make these choices that are uncomfortable. You have to stop, you know, going out for those dinners or, or making those decisions to go with those people. But maybe you got to touch that stove. But then once you do, You've got to then be solid on that decision and take action with it because that's how you get off the board game. And that's what these pulse waves are doing. They're hitting you guys. The drawing that I had was it's like there's a frother, a coffee frother that comes down from your throat and it's just in your stomach and all the way up and it's, and it's, it's moving around and it's throthing all you guys because it's stirring up everything that you need to see the awareness of so that you can say yes to you and move forward into the experience of you. And so that is very much this work of getting off the board game and you're crippled by it. We get crippled by it. We do because we get into thinking so much and we get so much into the someday. We're living into those timelines of someday, 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 and that becomes sneaky as well. So you really, really need to realize that the choices that you make are really what are going to help you change and get out of this frequency right now. Well, the best thing, and I was sitting here listening to you talk, it's like the people that say, well, I know all this. Yeah. I know I don't have to listen to them. I know all this. Okay. Everything that we talk about is inherently inside you. Yeah. So yes, they are correct. You do know all of this. Mm-hmm. But when you say, I know all this... You're coming from you're coming from ego, yeah, and that's great. But watch those people if they know all this. Why do they keep repeating the same patterns? Why are they in that holding circle? Because and they might know all this, but they don't know how to action it. Exactly, and they don't know how to embody it. And when people say "I know all this," it's coming very much from ego. Where is the action? Mm-hmm. Great. I'm glad you've said you've loved me. You've said you've loved me a thousand times. But yet, embody I never. It. But embody it. Mm-hmm. You know that's the part that is hard. Start making the choices to start embodying it. Yeah, and it really just comes down to, you know, the action and the choices of this all. I know we've had lots of conversations and we hear it all the time. Like people listen to this podcast, and yeah, it's it's so encoded with the most amazing downloads and frequencies and everything. Like from yourself, you know, from everybody listening, you know, that's the power of me being a portal. It's, it's you talking to you, but are you actually listening and then taking the action for it? Or are you just listening to us as the background noise? You know, that's part of the choice of how you get off the game board. It's that dedication. It's that trust. And that trust muscle doesn't even happen if you're not flexing it. Yeah. It's the asking yourself, what's my intent behind this? Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to plan for that dinner on Friday because I'm just going to be a dot and see how I feel on mm-hmm. Friday. And if I don't feel like going, I'm not going to go. And that was very much part of our journey to Scott is being that dot and really switching to feeling. So it's like we didn't commit to anything with anybody. And I mean, we live that way as like serial entrepreneurs anyways, but it went up a level when you know, we started moving to live from Seoul. It's like, we don't do that with anybody any at anything. Like even my sister's getting married next summer and everybody's already on me about that. And I said, ask me a week before, like truly ask yeah. me a week before. We'll see how we feel about how it. How we feel about it. And that's and where- that pings at people left and right because it's like, oh, well you have the labels. Oh, well that's your sister. Like you have to show up. But really if I was to question, it's like, who am I showing up for? They want a picture, like really it's their wounds and them wanting to have that sister there to give that whole 3D picture. And that's the work you guys. And me and Scott didn't get to this quote unquote point and continuing by dilly dabbling. We've had two feet in and I would say two feet in essentially since we blew up our company because our companies were the biggest distractions. They were the ego that fucking filled the fucking hole. It was all the things and it couldn't have been any different as we mentor. Everybody has their contrast life, but it was the best thing that ever happened to us. But at the time it was the worst and we couldn't imagine, you know, life being any different. And a lot of you guys who do the work with us, you get your higher self letters and you get all that. And the first thing is how, and you try and think your way through all that you guys, your higher self and what you're here to do doesn't exist in 3D. You are it. You are it. 
Do you think a fucking living portal fucking existed in 2016 when I remembered who I was? Do you think that me sitting here right now knew what the fuck that looked like? No, but you have to trust and make these choices. And another thing that I need to really emphasize is you guys designed this blueprint. So like Scott's job at that recycling bin for that year was already decided and already done. And it makes me really emotional because he would always say to me, you know, I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a purpose, which he talked about lots of that purpose and that intent. But a lot of the people in the community are two really um, big people in the community. Uh, Rebecca and Ilya found us at the recycling bin, you know, found us. That was a gateway. That was a purpose, you know, on the blueprint. They found us because you were there, you know, and that's where you need to understand if you're going out to these 3D jobs and you're doing these things while you're healing, there's people designed on your blueprint to find you there. And I know we even have somebody that came into the community and is starting to have sessions with me and she has a tumor and she met somebody um, again at the health food store and they gave her that nudge to turn on her lights and she found her way to us. That's what you need to understand. There's this whole intricate uh, spider web and everything isn't so fucking cut and dry. But when you do it from feeling, when you do it from intent, you're activating that kind of line on your blueprint and opening up the door for other people to find you, find your purpose. So let's, so let's give them some, some actionables here. Actionable number one, be authentically you. Cause I be, hate that word authentic. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to use it, yeah. but just be you. Don't dim your light for people. Yeah. The reason why we met, like the reason why I met Ilya and Rebecca yeah. and stuff like that at the battery depot is because I was me. Yeah. You know, I had convers, I had random conversations with random strangers about energy and light and consciousness. Yeah. At a recycling center. Yeah. Right? So be you. Mm -hmm. Don't dim your light for fucking anyone. Mm -hmm. Doesn't fucking matter. Be you. Shine bright. Especially if you're doing this work. Like if you're wounded and you're not doing this work and you're trying to be you, it's going to come off like as ego or you trying to save Don't people. Don't overcomplicate it. Just okay. start start off being but you and start, but start and start feeling into that. It might come off as ego. It's going to come off as 4D. I'm trying to save them. Because right now they're so excited about doing the work and being who they are. They want to share it with everybody. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because that's where, that's the journey everyone goes on to. Yeah. Once you become awakened and start being consciousness and you start living more from a light being, you want everyone else to live the exact same way. So you're going to go into that 4D spin. Yes. You're going to try and save everyone because you feel so goddamn good. But that's the gateway. Too. But that's the gateway. And then you're going to move to like, hey, I can't save everyone. I can only really work on me. And then you kind of pull back. Yes. That's the journey that's going to be. You're going to have to experience that. But we're just giving you some actionables here. The second one is ask yourself, what's the intent behind doing anything? What's my intent behind purchasing, you know, a new dog bed for rent? What's my intent behind buying him a new fucking harness? Because we've got four of them around here now. That's you. <laughs> you know that's, what I mean? That's Scott. What's my intent? Does the dog really need another harness? Distraction. Distraction, it distraction, distraction. Rent is his biggest distraction. But, we, but we've got like four of them, right? Mm -hmm. What's my intent? And be honest. Try to be as honest with yourself as you can be in that moment. But be aware and be willing to... Pivot and move as you become of more awareness. You know what? I didn't need that fourth harness. Yeah, and also what's coming to me is You like, have to allow yourself to make the mistakes after you've made the decision and move on without holding yourself guilty about making those decisions. But also be mindful of using the language to try and make these um, yes. decisions. Because people will say, well, that feels like... I have a lack, a, I have a, I have a yeah. lack wound, so I need to spend the money. Or that, but do you have a lack wound or do you just have a fucking spending problem because you're trying to fill your fucking hole? Yeah. Which, which is it? Mm -hmm. Because if you have a lack wound... You, you're, you don't have the money and you have to really be conscious about all your purchases. But if you still have everything you've ever wanted and you still don't have any money, you don't have a lack wound. You're trying to fill holes. Yeah. Why can't you have all the fancy fucking toys and all the new shit and still be broke? Because you're not satisfied with who you are so you're trying to distract yourself with shiny things and you're living from that bottom of the dairy queen frequency exactly you are so you really have to look at things the other thing is is try and live as a dot 
and not be committed to things and not be like, I'm going out of obligation and start feeling and wounds, start feeling things. You don't owe anyone anything. Yes. They may be sad that you missed that supper or you missed that birthday party, but it's you. You is who you're living for, not for anyone else. If you don't feel like going because you are just tired, don't go, but don't feel guilty. And if you do go and you become the awareness, you know what? I shouldn't have come because I am so tired. Just be okay with having made that decision and learn from it to move forward. Yeah. And if I can add to that, it's stop trying to save your partners. That's a big kahuna distraction for a lot of people is you have to save yourself. You have to make these decisions. And sometimes breaking up is saving yourself. And sometimes you just have to do that. And you got to look at that and stop clinging on that and really making those decisions for yourself. The next thing that I really want everybody to really look at this week and this month is these fucking distractions. This is not the month or the time to all of the sudden being like, wow, everything is open. Everything is here. I'm going to like, you know, go out on the patio. I'm going to go for drinks. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to do all this stuff. Now is not the time to all of a sudden take those fucking carrots because this energy, this pulse wave is of an expansion. It is life changing. And if you're constantly being distracted and you're constantly going into feed the ego and feed the whole, that is going to show you guys. It's going to show. And it might not hit you right away here this month, but let me tell you, the fall, you're going to wonder when it happened and this is now. This is when it, the momentum of it happened, okay? You need to really, we're not saying don't fucking live, but what's your intent with everything that you're doing? And the distractions are are up a level right now. I mean, they have been for a while, but now it's summer. Now things are opening up, all that stuff, and people are tired. So it's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go fuck it. In the fall, I'll really focus on my work. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. That This is the mastery. You want to have that life. You want to um, live the line life. You've got to make these harder choices and do it from intent. And that's that's the the bulk of this right now. And so Scott and I kind of, did you have any more actionables? I don't know. No, I think just the three actionables is good because I mean, it's, it's. Well, mine plus mine. Come on, Scott. Oh, plus yours. <laughs> the complications is in, the complicatedness is in the simplicity of it all. Yeah. We want it to be more complicated and it, but it's simple, but it's complicated. The yeah. easy things are complicated. And it all comes down to doing the combination of um, the human and the energy. And yes. the combination is, it's life-changing. That's what we need to emphasize too before we go, is that it's not just the human. You can sit here and think your way and take these actionables and all this, but to actually change your frequency, you've got to go within. You've got to unlock those codes. You've got to recalibrate that DNA and you've got to find people who can help you do that because that's how you're skyrocketing. That's how people are integrating within a year because the combination of the tools is helping you change. So when me and Scott use our journey, the reason why it took us longer, quote unquote, than what it is within the people at the community is we were the way showers. We were the one going through the corn maze and you know it had a birth out of me to help us with the image and with everything. Whereas you can do it on your own, but it is going to be harder because new earth is all about imagery. And we came here to find each other, to help raise each other up and move it faster. Yes. You need the experience in order to change. Yeah. So you can't sit in your house and just be like, I'm doing the work without any sort of like, well, you need to be pinged. Your wounds need need to be pinged. Exactly. So your ego needs to be tested. Yeah. But you can't also be out in the world all the time doing the work because it's too much. You're being pinged and being wounded too much, too fast that you can't actually process process the information coming at you. Because it's a fine line because you also need to sit with yourself. Like Scott, the guy shut him down last week and is like, don't fucking do anything. And so even like I noticed on Sunday, it was like right away he was excited to do his list. So it's like, you know, you have to be able to sit with yourself. You have to be able to reflect and look at all that. Okay? So give yourself time to go out and give yourself time to, to, sit, sit, with with, to sit with it, to really move and grow. And this is all about just moving up in that frequency step by step by step. 
And we hope that this provided some examples and some clarity from the journey that we've walked and still walked every single day. So use us and this knowledge to really apply to this pulse wave because it's hitting you guys. It's really, really, really hitting your guys. And I hope that this brings you guys support. And, you know, if you're local to Kelowna, come on Saturday with Scott's hikes with, or what is it? Hikes with Scott. So you, I think you still have a few more spaces. Everybody needs to come. Why are you doing that? Because I'm excited about it. I think everybody should. That helps you, you know, people get out and experience what you're saying, getting out and being around the people that are like you. And Scott's like pinged, 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 uh, pinged, pinged people. He's like, I'm going to cut this out. I'm, I'm probably going to cut <laughs> this out. <laughs> Feels too much like an advertisement for me. But then again, it as much as there's an advertisement, as much as it, it's pinging me because it's like, yeah, we want that sense of community. We want yeah. you to go to and experience things. And I'm using the advertisement feeling as being pinged because I'm just really self-conscious about it. Yeah. he ha- He's facing his rejection when you guys, so come and support.